temperatures should you face them in Detroit? You do know we play indoors, right? They got a dome. There's some uh, some good promotional things. I think everybody loves the $2 beers um, and concessions. So we got $2 beers going. That's got to be a nice little thing. And, um, you know, I try to control what I control. I got hit on social media that there wasn't enough beer stands. So there's going to be more beer stands at the, ga- at, the, at, at, the, at the game tomorrow. So people don't have to worry about uh, $2 beers having to wait in line, hopefully. Um, so just always trying to do what we can do to get the big the big crowds in the Lloyd Noble. Hour three, T-Row in the morning show. Coach Moser joins us live coming up here in about 10 minutes. Sooners and Mountaineers tonight. TJ, uh, what's the importance of this one tonight? Well, it's very is this important. A, is this a must win? I would say Yes. Yeah, you've got to win these games at home, especially to the opponents that I feel that you're better than in this conference. You had two tough road games. I'll give you that. Um, so when you come back home and play a team like West Virginia, who has struggled despite the fact that they've gotten some guys back and uh, they're better than they were early in the year, you've got to hold home court in this conference. You just have to. Yeah, I mean, is it a must-win in where we are in the year? No. 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 But is it a must-win in the sense that you were talking about? Yeah, this is long-term. You need yes. to win your home games and this is a a team at the bottom near the bottom of the standings. It would be a costly loss and if you don't win, they're one and three and in danger of maybe this thing kind of, you know, spiraling a bit. Because you're back, to, you're on the road to Cincinnati, and then the schedule looks a little more daunting after that. So, yeah, I'm gonna say they need, they really, really is it a must win? No, because there are 14 regular season games still to go after this. But it's a really, really, really need to win game tonight. Yeah, it and is. play well and find that confidence again. Especially when, like you said, you hit the road to Cincinnati after that, but then you come back home, and those aren't two easy home games after that with Texas and Texas Tech coming in here. So tougher games, I would say, than what West Virginia is going to be. So, yeah, you need to win this game. Yeah, it's crazy because if they win, let's like look at that stretch, okay? So the next four games, starting with West Virginia tonight, if you win tonight, you're 2-2, and and you're like, all right, Cincinnati, that's not going to be easy, but it's – you know, it's a winnable game if you played well. 
of your road I mean, they, games. It's a winnable road game, yeah. Texas beat them there. Mm-hmm. Um, TCU didn't last night, so they're good. But you, it's not impossible. And then you come home, you got two more home games against a Texas team that's struggling and a Texas Tech team that I'm not sure is, you know, they're 3-0 and right now, but they've played a pretty easy schedule. So, like, you could rip off some here, you know? On the other hand, you lose tonight, you're 1-3, and and you look at that same stretch and you're like, oh, boy. Right. One and three. Now you're going to Cincy. That's going to be a loss. One and four. If you can't beat West Virginia at home, can you beat Texas or Texas Tech at home? I mean, are we going to be one and six at that point? Different mindset, yeah. So this feels like a probably one of about ten games that could pivot the season one way or another tonight. I like – I'm looking forward to talking to Coach. He can't say this. But – I think, anyway, we'll see. I think this will be a significantly different game in this aspect than the three they've played so far in league play. West Virginia's not a great defensive team. And the three teams they've played so far are Iowa State, TCU, and Kansas. All elite defensive teams. They have made it hard on Oklahoma to run the half-court offense. Uh... I think points and buckets come easier tonight than they have in the first three games for OU. Now, they got some dudes now. Farrakhan and Battle can play. Creesa, you heard Tony say, led the Pac-12 in assists. He's a great distributor. Patrick Sumnick, their 6'8 big man, tremendous athlete, like the Sumnick Jalen Moore tonight. Very much looking forward to seeing those two guys against each other. But I do think points come easier for Oklahoma tonight because of – and that that's weird to say about West Virginia, Teach, because you think of them with Huggins as at least many of the years full-court pressure, mm-hmm. turn you over a ton, great defense, tough, good Physical, on the boards. Yeah. They ha- they're getting out-rebounded on the year. They're not a great defensive team. It's been a struggle. But they are a lot better than they were three weeks ago. All right, SEC fact of the day. Quickly, yesterday, TJ, we had the men's Final Fours. Today, women's Final Fours. Uh, what SEC team do you think has been to the most Final Four on the women's side of the SEC? Uh, well, that one's easy. That's Tennessee. That's exactly right. 18 Final Fours, and they didn't start till 1982. So that's 18 out of 40, 41, something like that. Yeah, she was on that stretch where it seemed like they were there at uh, Pat had them there every year, so. Pat Summit ruled college basketball mm-hmm. right up until Gino Oriema came up to kind of wrestle it away from her. LSU 6, Georgia 5, South Carolina 5, Final Fours. Auburn 3, Mississippi State 2. This is women's basketball. Bama, Arkansas, A&M, and Vandy have all been to 1. Florida, Kentucky, Ole Miss, and Missouri, none. How many Final Fours for the OU women, TJ? Three. That's right, three. Texas has also been to three Final Fours. So there you go, SEC fact of the day. Transfer portal. Swiftco Roofing and Construction brings us the transfer portal. Here's what I see out there today. Caleb Downs, Alabama safety, All-American, into the portal, Teach. That's going to be a big pickup for someone. I assume for Ole Miss. Or Texas A&M, right? Are they getting everybody? That's, or Louisville? That's, that's how it seems, yes. 
Arizona running back Jonah Coleman into the portal. He was a handful in the Alamo Bowl. His coach left. He's leaving. Alabama defensive back Des Ricks has picked a landing spot. It is the aforementioned Texas A&M. Alabama linebacker Kendrick Blackshire going to Texas. Oregon State wide receiver Silas Bolden going to Texas. And a couple of other uh, comings and goings. Ohio State has hired Texas A&M's athletic director, Ross Bjork. Arizona got a new head coach. It's Brent Brennan. He was at San Jose State. And not college football, but the Atlanta Falcons now set to also interview Jim Harbaugh after they interviewed uh, Bill Belichick. So they're doing a uh, a uh, star-studded tour there of the Atlanta Falcons. Anything I missed there, TJ? Anything you want to add to our transfer portal talk? No, Nothing Sooners of- related I've got today. One Unless nugget that uh, kind of dropped yesterday was, you know, everybody's been talking about that EA Sports, and they kind of dropped a little teaser yesterday for the uh, upcoming oh, yeah. college, uh, 2024 college game returning. So that came yesterday. That not really transfer portal. But it comes out in July? July, I think it was, or end of June, yeah. So I know I saw a lot of people excited about that yesterday. So I'm not sure how they're going to handle uh, constantly changing rosters, but... We live in a world where I guess that game will update nightly <laughs> as guys enter the portal. It's like, oh, God, we just did an update last you night. You sent a transfer portal And reset. now another portal. Uh, guy, let's update the game again. So, anyway. That's funny. Swift Co. Roofing uh, and Construction brings you the transfer portal update. 25 years of roofing, remodeling, and construction experience. Brent will personally come out and look at your house. He's the owner. He does not mess around. He doesn't send Philip out. He doesn't send Dave out. Brent will come to your house and personally look at your roof and make you feel uh, like you are the number one priority in his life. 405-831-8222. By the way, did you happen to see the NC State highlights last night against Wake Forest? Um, Highly Maybe I had the halftime show on during the Kansas OSU game, so perhaps. Six technical fouls, a little like the OU Arkansas game this year. Six technical fouls. NC State won it. And DJ Horn for North Carolina State has been caught on camera, it appears, flipping the double bird to the referee behind his back at the end of the game. <laughs> now, there's no doubt he's flipping the double bird. Right. The question is, who, who is, is it, it directed at? at? Yeah. It appears it's at the referee. Maybe there's a fan in the front row. I don't know exactly for sure, but it'll be interesting to see what happens to DJ Horn uh, for this. All right, break time. Porter Moser joins us live next on game day here on The Ref. The T-Row in the Morning Show is brought to you every day by the Riverwind Casino and Hotel, OKC's number one gaming destination. The one for entertainment, the one for games, the one for fun. Feels like forever since we've had a home game in the Lloyd Noble Center. That changes tonight, OU West Virginia, 7 o'clock. It is our pleasure, honor to be joined by the head coach, Porter Moser. Good morning, coach. Morning, Toby. How are you today, sir? I'm great. I'm great. How are you? It's good. I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Looking forward to seeing your team in action again tonight. What's what's your recap here a couple of days later from uh, Lawrence? You know, uh, not the outcome we wanted. 
I mean, first and foremost, I mean, I'm not, uh, th- th- that's for sure. Um, you know, we obviously, it's going to be tough weeks every, every week. And, uh, you know, I, we got to be better in certain areas. Um, and that's what we're addressing. Um, you know, I think you're playing these elite teams. You got it. You can't lose track of the little things on both ends, the little things on offense, the little things on defense. And, uh, you know, for instance, like at TCU, we had four four broken ball screen coverages that just led to a layup going right down the middle. And uh, those, those are those are things on those environments. You got your communication has got to be so high. Um, but we got to bounce back. I mean, you got to come back. You, we've said it after wins. You can't get too high. You can't do low. You just got to go. Where can you get better? Have this relentless pursuit to get better and mentally be, be ready for the next one. And uh, I feel like our guys have since the Kansas game have really had some, you know, getting back to, they're disappointed. Unequivocally, they're disappointed. We went into those games expecting to win. We didn't. Now we got, we got West Virginia tonight. We got to go after. You mentioned uh, mentally, it strikes me in this league, you got to be a great coach X's and O's wise, but you got to have some mental coaching as well, just to be able to shake off losses or get past wins, have a short memory how, how does it appear to you the psyche of this team is coming off a win or or even a couple of losses like they've had here? You know what? Like like anything, you gotta you gotta be on it. And uh, you know they, they they were fired up for Kansas. They bounced back from TC. They knew they didn't uh, play like we needed to. And uh, they you know I thought we did some good things at Kansas. We had two runs. That run we took the lead in the second half, and then we had a four minute run where I think they went on a nine zero run. And it's just like three breakdowns and uh, you can't have them like three in a row like that. And I think, you know, they, they saw it, we watched it, we talked about it and we moved on. And uh, I think they're, you know, I, the, yesterday's practice was gritty. I, you know, we got after it for shorter times. So I was, you have to be aware of their legs. Um, so I, I really feel that, you know, mentally um, we got to bounce back. They're, 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 they're ready to go. Tell us about West Virginia, Coach. What's your scout on the Mountaineers? So uh, Josh is, is, was one of uh, Coach Huggins' assistants. So he's, he's not far from the tree in terms of they're tough. They are playing super physical. Um, obviously, they just beat Texas last game, and they just got it. They really played hard. And, but they got really good guards, and they got tough big kids. Their guards, they got two guards eligible the last six games from this double transfer rule which is a whole nother radio interview for me. If you want to talk about it, get me fired up. You know, they, they told us we were not going to unequivocally, no way we we're going to allow double transfers. And then all of a sudden they did. And our next two games will be facing a number of them, but what uh, Raycon battle and Farrakhan, North Farrakhan are two guys that just became eligible through the NCA and one's averaging 21, the other one's averaging 12. So it changed them. It changed them. They're they're They really can score. The guards, Kirk Carissa is a transfer from Arizona. A lot of people taught him as the number one transfer guard in the country. He can really pass. Like, I mean, really pass. You, you can't let him get going downhill. He finds guys. Their bigs are really tough kids. Um, they're going to get after you. But we've really got to stop their guards. Their guards can go one-on-one. They do go one-on-one, and uh, they can really score. It strikes me that even uh, though the results didn't go your way last week, Feels to me like Milo Shuzan might be playing his best basketball of the year right now. Do you do you agree with that? And then and then what's he doing here to help you out? 
Toby, you saw it firsthand. There's no doubt. He's he's playing at a high level, and uh, you know he's taking care of the ball. He's you know what he is. He's just it looks like he's he's not putting as much pressure on himself. And I think when you when young guys put pressure on your, on themselves, you can see him forcing it, especially in basketball where so many instincts and you got to let it come to me. You can't get too sped up because the flow, the pace of the game, and I, I, he's letting it come to him, and he's not he's he's really emphasizing what he's great at. And what he's great at is going downhill, seeing the floor, spraying the ball. And then in a result of that, his shot looks better. His scoring is better. Like it, everything looks better because he's really focusing on what he does great. And uh, I love where he's at, you know, defensively the last two games, he graded out the best defender in the last two games too, which is huge improvement for him. And it's just really, really good to see. And I hope he keeps it up. I know he will. One of the, one of the strengths of your team this year, without a doubt, has been its, its depth and how much production you've gotten off the bench. Latre Darthard and Rivaldo Soares and even Hughley against Kansas, not a lot of production there. Do, do you need more out of them tonight? Absolutely. They've been great all year. They've given us, you know, between the three of them, different spots, uh, you know, all year long. And, uh, and that's the reason why we've been good is that depth. And, uh, so, of course, as you go every game, you're going to need that. You know, you don't need all three of them playing at a high level, but you need contributions from the bench, and, uh, and they will. I will say one thing Rivaldo's doing is he is rebounding the ball. I mean, he, I think he had seven in each one of those road games. So he is giving us some great defensive rebounding, uh, which we needed. John, John start, uh, gave us a little scoring in the TCU game. In 14, it was good to see him get going. Um, he got in foul trouble each of the last two games. But they've, they've been key all year long. And, uh, and they, they, they're going to be key moving forward. And like I call them my second shift guys. They're not my subs. They're my second shift guy. And, and they, 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 they know it. Their attitudes are good. And uh, the shots will start falling. We're uh, three games in for you, four games in now for some of these teams. I, knew, I know you knew, everybody knew this was going to be a tough league this year. But looking around here, even beyond your games early in conference play, Anything jumping out at you or surprising you about the Big 12 so far? No. Um, <laughs> no, not surprising <laughs> me. Um, I've seen it. It's, it's, it's crazy to think that um, there's eight teams in the current top 25. That's crazy. And last night, last night, two of the non-ranked teams beat the ranked teams. That's what's incredible. Cincinnati beat TCU. And Kansas State beat Baylor. So you have eight teams that are ranked, and last night two of the non-ranked teams won against ranked teams. Just crazy. And um, it's it's it's. I mean, it's it's <laughs> it's crazy. And uh, but you know what else it is? It's opportunity. It's opportunity. You know, to keep logging in one game at a time, logging in wins that helps your resume, wins that helps you try to move to the top of this league and possibly win the league and, uh, and get better. And, uh, and that's why we need a home court advantage. Now, you, know, I, you know I wasn't getting off this show without saying this. I'm so excited that the students are back and, uh, because you, you, need, you need home court advantages. These places that you're going to are like TCU and Kansas were off the rails, you know, you, you, you know atmospheres. You, we had a great one against Iowa State. We've got to do it again with the students back, and uh, I'm excited. I'm excited about that to get to get back there tonight. It should be a great environment. Students are back. You have promised uh, 
more beer portals, <laughs> I guess, for everyone. That they gave. Hey, I tell you, I tell you, that's what people do, man. You find ways to eliminate the problems. I mean, right. I got, I got, I, social media, everyone was hitting me like, man, $2 beer night. We was, there was hardly any stands. So I said, okay. And so from what I'm understanding, they're at least doubling them, you know, in terms of getting out of there. I heard that it was, it was hard to get out of there. I, from what they've told me now, they're on it because I, I got on them. There should be more police out there, hopefully. I hope it's better getting out of there. So that's nice. what they told me. So we address both those things. So let's eliminate ways that, that make people not come. Coach taking care of things. I like it. Uh, we, we put your uh, suggestions in the box on the way out tonight, folks. And uh, not too many. Coach, I got to toast the team. I, I got not too many, but I did. I did take ten minutes and made that call. I was like, man, we need more beer stands if we're going to have two dollar beers. I mean, what do you think? They're not going to go for two dollar beers. I mean, so you got to have more stands. I don't want to wait in line. All right, let's have a crazy student section tonight, folks. Coach, good luck against the Mountaineers. Thanks, we appreciate it. We'll see you over there in a bit. Thanks, Toby. All right, there you go. Porter Moser. Um, TJ, I think I told you this, but remember I went to a game in New Mexico? Yes, over with your son? Early December, yeah, mm-hmm. at the pit. They had people going up and down the aisles, like in the olden days, selling popcorn and Cokes. And, you remember? I, like, nobody does that anymore. I was, I was just about to joke, um, maybe they need to have beer vendors in the stands. Cold beer! No, does like even at baseball games? Did, maybe they do it at baseball. They still games. do it at baseball games, but not to the manner that they used to. Like they used to do it in arenas. And remember the famous about hot Owen dog guy Field? down in Arlington that was there for years. Hot dog. He ended up on commercials and everything for Fox Sports, and they don't have those guys anymore. Do, does Owen Field have guys, gals going up and down the aisle? Yes, they okay. got water and beer, and I think that's okay. it. I don't think they've got food any longer like cotton candy stuff but maybe i'm wrong about that but so the double transfer thing he was alluding to there uh he's hot about it and uh, and a lot of coaches are out there because i mean the reason is this porter specifically like a lot of coaches avoided guys who were going to be double transfers in the transfer portal this year because they were told they're not going to be eligible so don't even consider them you know because if they can't play for me this year Let's look for guys who can help us. So they didn't they didn't try to get Farrakhan or uh Battle or he mentioned the next couple, uh Cincinnati's got some of these dudes who were gonna be double transfers because they were told double transfers will not be eligible. Well, here we get halfway through the year and this court ruling overrules it, and here comes this wave of guys that are eligible all of a sudden. And the coaches who tried to do the right thing and avoid double transfers uh, are not super happy about it. So I get it. I mean, you change the rules halfway, or I guess the government changed the rules halfway through the college basketball season. So there were some programs out there like West Virginia that gambled and won because the court ruling went their way. Uh, Break time, 7 o'clock tip tonight, pregame coverage with Kevin Henry. 6.30. 6.30. We'll be back. The Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. All right, teams, let's uh, clear out the text line here. But before we do, I just saw this stat. This 
Unbelievable. Kansas State beat Baylor in overtime last night. Jerome Tang, head coach at K-State, is now 10-0 and in overtime games. That can't be coincidental. Like 50-50 is pretty much across the board record or close to it in overtime games because obviously if you go to overtime, you got two good teams, two two even teams. And you win some, you lose some. He's 10-0. and 0. At that point, you want games going into overtime. I mean, hey, we don't lose. I've the got secret the secret sauce. There. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. All right, go ahead. What do we got on the text line? Um, let's see what we have on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Jimmy and Edmund says, OU wins tonight 75-62. to We are finally at home. I was at the Iowa State game. OU is a very good team, but Big 12 is tough. They have to win these home games. I believe they will win 95% of them. Kansas just always is in another level. I think they can beat Kansas at home. I, um... They have beaten Kansas at home several times in recent years. I don't, I don't think the last couple they have, but uh, that's not an unwinnable game in Norman. I, I, I did not come away from Fog Allen Saturday saying nobody's beaten that team. Um, I still think Houston's a better team, even though their record's one and two right now. So I'm not willing to give that one up. But Jimmy's point is accurate. Got to win your home games. He says by 13. TJ's gut said by 14 earlier today. I don't care if it's by one. Got to win tonight. Can't lose a home game to a quad three home game. West Virginia's dangerous because their record is not indicative of how good they are now that they've got these guys added to their roster. But it's a game you need to and should win. You've mentioned Kansas's depth and how you questioned it a little bit yep. and how it won't be as big of a problem in the tournament. We'll see if these guys develop. But even last night... They're, they didn't play many guys again in very many minutes, being up 20 and 30 that whole game. I mean, his starters still played 35, 34 minutes, the majority of them, which I thought was weird. It was like that's the one game you could have got him some some rest, but he still didn't well, go to that bench, really. Furphy's coming on. He's been moved into the starting lineup now. Yeah, I think. He, he had 15 points. Uh, but, I mean, that's abnormal for him. He's averaging about five or six a game, I think. They got nine points off their bench, and they scored 90. So they are very, very thin. Yeah. Very thin. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see here. Oh, Julio's looking for a fight. He says, truth bomb. Food at the Mont is horrendous. Drink good patio excellent. Food not. Julio, what are you talking about? Julio must that be is the worst take must run in the history run another restaurant in town. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's the answer. <laughs> Give him Julio. a pass. Julio, we're on pass. to you, Julio. <laughs> Guys, I would rather you talk food and beverages over politics. Keep up your good work. Dad gum Biden. Uh, <laughs> and or Trump. Toby's saying, I like him a lot after just asking him what he is doing for lunch, but I can't eat with you. Uh, just getting your hopes up, LOL. <laughs> yeah, I, I that was mean. Uh, Tony, you could see there was a glimmer there where he thought we were going to dine together today, and then I just pulled the rug out from under him. So <laughs> that's on me. I did ask the question in a way. I just say, you what did. are you doing for I lunch? Was- as if, hey, let's go eat together. 
I was simply going to give him some recommendations since they're staying there next to Campus Corner at the Noun Hotel. But uh, that was not very nice of me. No. It was very mean in the way you did it. So Yeah, that's right. Uh, let's see here. We are one rim protector away from being an elite basketball team. Boomer. Yeah, it would be nice to have a... Um, a shot blocker. I wonder where they rank in block shots in the Big 12. I'm going to look that up because they do. Like Jalen Moore blocks some. Sam Godwin blocks some. I'm going to guess, though, they're bottom half of the league in that category. But I'm on it. What else you got? Boy, it seems like OU is not hot in the portal. It seems like OU is not cool to the kids. Probably too much religion pushing at OU. Just kidding, just kidding. But I bet you will start hearing that from some fanatics. I think it's a numbers thing at this point, right? Well, I don't. I, I I think they are. Yeah, at the point where they've got what they want, they've got what they need. You can't take everybody, and so they're being extremely picky. If somebody that could really help them goes into the portal, then they're interested. But if you take someone, you've got to eject someone, and they're already over. I think the scholarship limit. So it's just a matter of not. Nobody's interested, but who's Oklahoma interested in? You know what I mean? Like, there are some guys they've been interested in they didn't get. I'm not saying there haven't sure. been, but but they also can be really picky right now. Like, if it's an O-lineman or a D-lineman that can play, I think they'll take them. And some of it is it's not that they're not cool. They're not willing to pay some of the – right extreme numbers that you're seeing out there for these guys. They're letting the Missouris of the world and the Ole Misses and the A&M say, all right, well, you're going to be stupid. Go be stupid. We like the kid, but we're not going to go to that level. So that's Oklahoma, some of it. Yeah, I agree. Oklahoma has played this very similarly to the other Blue Bloods. You know, Ohio State, Alabama, Georgia, Michigan, they have said, we are going to be competitive in the NIL game, but we're not going to be stupid. And until it's proven that the strategy of just going out and throwing tons of cash at players results in a winning football team, a championship-caliber football team, like Texas A&M's doing, like Missouri's doing, like Miami did, then uh, I don't think you're going to see any of the Blue Bloods move off that strategy. We are going to handsomely pay. We are competitive, but we're not going to be stupid. And if if you if money is really what it's all about for you, then good luck to you. This 918er says, I feel for the kid giving the double bird to the ref. I did the same thing in fifth grade, but to my teacher. I got five swats. I expect he will get the same. The precedent has been set. <laughs> Man, we grew up in the era when teachers could take you into the closet and swat Woo! you, teach. Out of the closet, yeah. How, and how many just, did you get? In my lifetime, I got zero. At school? At school. Or period? At school. Okay. This, zero swats? Yeah. I got spanked as a kid, you know. That was a different time That's period. That's surprising. Uh, my uh, Meemaw and Pawpaw. Pawpaw could just scare me. He would tell me, go get a switch out in the yard. Oh, boy. And I'd go out there to the yard, and I'd bring it to him, and then he'd never Switch. use it. You don't it. even it'd have up, switches anymore in the yards. <laughs> it would end up being a talk. But Meemaw, <laughs> the house shoe was known to all the grandkids. House Meemaw shoe? Meemaw had the house shoe. Uh, you were in trouble. So This is going to hurt me more than it hurts you. <laughs> you get it in the slot with the house shoe. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> but yeah, we we don't have the kids getting paddled in school. Anymore, no, we so. stopped that. We stopped that as a society. That's <laughs> yeah, probably a good thing. Mr. Uh, Smith, he's got holes in his paddle. That hurts even more, worse. It's more aerodynamic. He's got more speed. <laughs> Porter deserves a raise. He's doing 20 people's jobs. Mm-hmm. Uh, 918er. Porter's resume. Top coach, beer and traffic control. Love it. He's trying. He, The guy's working his tail off to try to get you to go to a basketball game, TJ. <laughs> Not me. He's, he's going to fraternities, sororities. He's he's trying to get more concessions. He's helping with traffic management. He's they've they've upped the giveaways. They're winning basketball games now. They're undefeated at home. He's trying everything to get you into the stands as quote unquote average OU fan. <laughs> you are that uh, the listener just sent us the tweet a little while ago. Tagged us in it with the uh, YouTube clip from oh, I don't remember the name of the political movie that Will Ferrell and Zach Galifianakis are in. And Zach, he said this. Toby just uh, went Zach Galifianakis with these. Uh, uh, Zach's got the two pugs, and he's got man and uh, uh, muffin top. Uh, he's under the couch eating the Snickers and blah blah blah. And they're running against each other politically. And here comes Will Ferrell. You notice he has pugs. They're from China. They're Chinese pugs. <laughs> That's right. That is you. That is right. Block shots. Oh, you. Uh, 60 of them on the year. That is ninth out of the 14 Big 12 teams. So just below middle of the pack in block shots. Houston first with 91. And then UCF. All right, go ahead, Teach. Uh, Jeff from OKC says they need a beer snake at the game tonight with all the empty cups. They did that last $2 beer night. Mm-hmm. They had two uh, college kids. There are two guys. Roamed the whole uh, LNC collecting beer cups and had a pretty awesome snake by the end end of the game. It was it was pretty impressive the amount of cups that they collected throughout the second half. You know who's really brought it this year? Uh, Sooner Nana. Sooner, Sooner Nana. She's become a star. Uh, the whole skit that they do with her with showing the visiting fan and everyone boos yeah. and then they go to her and the crowd yeah. erupts and it, it's pretty fun. She's a star. Uh, Mrs. R says, I haven't seen concession sales in the stands in several years, probably since COVID. Oh, as far as people walking up and down. People going up and down the aisles. Do they still not at football games? I thought they were back at football games, but I don't, I do go down and get my stuff down below, so maybe they don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A part of that is, um, you know, used to, too. We could trust the people in the uh, stands with wads of money. Hmm. That's pretty much out the door now. You gotta yeah. trust them with handling your card. Who needs the NCAA when we've got federal government to run it? LOL. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see here. Once had an all-time great beer man, Adam at eighty-nine er at All Sports Stadium. Mm-hmm. Adam eighty-nine er at All Sports Stadium. Must have been his nickname as he isn't. I remember Adam, beer. but I do have a lot of fond memories of All Sports Stadium. Missed that place. I got swats for being tardy in high school because I couldn't take detention after school for football practice. That's high Jason. school swats. Ooh. That's usually a coach, you know? <laughs> We've got a lot of people here uh, backing uh, Toby. Yes, we need to bring back swats in school. So Are you all for no, that? <laughs> I didn't say that. I didn't say that. I'm just saying we grew up in that era. 
That's why you thankfully, turned out to be such a good kid. Thankfully, we don't have it anymore. I bet you were out there every day. That's another lie, young Roland. Out in the hall. You're twisting my words. I got sent out to the hall in uh, first grade in Mustang, Lacoma Elementary. I think I was talking during quiet time or something like that. And uh, scared me straight. Never got in <laughs> trouble again after that. Never got in trouble again. No swats. We'll be back. Chris Plank next. This hour of the T-Row in the Morning Show is brought to you by RK Black, a leading provider of office technology solutions for small and medium-sized businesses. Call 405-943-9800 or visit rkblack.com. Hmm, okay. There it is. All right. Welcome back, everybody. Froze on me. Sorry. That's okay. It's cold outside. Crossover time. We welcome in now Chris Plank for the crossover. Good morning, Plank. What's up, T. Row? How are you guys today? I'm good. I I'm uh, I just saw here that uh, I was looking at OU's uh, quad rankings and seeing what tonight's game against West Virginia would be, and I noticed mm-hmm. Iowa has moved into the top fifty, so that has is now a quad one win for OU. It good. wasn't before, so they must have won last night. But uh, yeah, that's their second quad one win now, so that's good. What's on your mind today, Chris? And maybe the the women and Caitlin Clark beating Wisconsin oh, help their rankings overall. Must be it. Must be yeah, it. That's, yeah. that's got to be it. You know, it's, it's kind of wild. You think about how quickly the uh, college basketball season goes. Um, you were talking about them playing Iowa, and in my mind, I was like, "Was that last year?" Because it just yeah, yeah it was twenty twenty three actually. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I see what you're saying, but yeah, no, Iowa beat Minnesota. Uh, not last night, but on Monday night. So that probably helped him out a little bit. And I'll tell you what, um, boy, Porter hit it on the head when you were talking to him about the Big 12. And he's like, about what you expected, right? I mean, here's here's a league that is already challenging enough. And then last night, you see some of your best teams go on the road and get beat, right? TC with Cincinnati. Um, Baylor at Kansas State. I, I will say, though, um, I'm having a hard time figuring out BYU. Toby, um, and I know we only see them at home this year. Is that right? Um, we only play but, them in Norman, correct? Okay, um, but yeah, I uh, you know I didn't know what to expect from like most of the new teams, and now here's BYU that loses its first two games, and now they won back to back games. Cincinnati looks like they're going to be a problem. Every single game they play is tight. Um, it's um it's a fun and competitive and ridiculously over the top competitive league, uh, and I, uh, I mean Cincinnati's two losses, all right? They lost by one to Texas at home, and then they got beat by three on the road at Baylor. Yeah. I mean, they're good. unbelievable. Yeah, yeah unbelievable. They're, so they're no rock uh, home games. Home teams eighteen and five so far in conference play. Uh, so. Yeah, I mean that's it is hard to win on the road, and when you get one, cling to it because it's golden for sure. Sooners got to yeah. win tonight at home. I I was just looking. West Virginia's one seventy eight in the net. That actually makes us a quad four game tonight. Ooh. Now it won't be by the end of the year. I think West Virginia, even if they don't win much by nature of playing the schedule they do in the Big Twelve, I think they'll be at least a quad three. But as of right now, this is a quad four game tonight, which makes it even more imperative that you don't. You know, lose it, it was 
it was real interesting too. I wrote an article for Boyd Street uh, in our next episode, uh, next episode, our next issue about the transfer portal and about kind of Oklahoma's approach and how you know Porter Moser is the guy that has had to remake his roster all three years, and it really looks like this year they hit on something. But it's it's really wild to hear him talk. Just and, and he touched on it, right? The two time transfer because you'll get a story like the two guys in West Virginia. And everyone in college basketball and in college sports, they get on there. How dare they not let these kids transfer? How dare they not let them have their eligibility? This, And then you realize the entire offseason and, and the, everyone had been fighting for, okay, no more two-time transfers, no more two-time yeah. transfers, right? Yep. Like you you got to sit out if you transfer a second time. And you get one or two cases, and everyone rallies against it. So what what, what do you do? And it's just it's funny because everyone seems to get on – one page, Toby, in that, okay, you're not going to have two free transfers, right? It's not open transfer. You'll have one, and then after that, you got to sit out. And then you get one case, and everyone changes their mind, and it becomes how terrible is the NCAA. So uh, it was interesting to hear Ford to touch on that because it's been a fascinating saga out of Morgantown with that this year. Yep. Big one tonight. Big one tonight. Uh, we'll see if the Sooners can defend the home floor. Chris, have a great show, man. Talk to you soon, Toby. Have a great call tonight. At Plank Show coming up next with Josh Helmer. Pre-game tonight, 6.30 in the LNC. Hope to see all of you out there. Have a great Wednesday, everybody.